Hello and welcome to SJP World Media. Well, this is In the Corner. I am, of course, Benny Mack. Joining me from across the pond, the tag team partner that I have to drag to and do the hot tag to every now and again. Tyler, welcome back to the show, my friend. Uh, Benny Mack, it is so great to rejoin you for another episode. And this is our second one going live. I, I can't believe it, but congratulations are in order. It's just awesome to be uh, discussing <laughs> some wrestling live here on all the SJP World Media uh, platforms. Yeah, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, on delay, obviously, on podcasts. It's episode 56 of In the Corner and also the second ever live episode. Although this week we have no boss man with us, so we'll see how it goes, basically. What happened? Did, did, did we make him upset because he didn't join us again? I, I don't know. He's been drafted to chain wrestling, so unlike WWE, he has to stay over there. Unless he's invited, basically. That's what so. it is. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Okay. Man, I am doing just uh, terrific. It's always a fun time getting to join you on In the Corner. Yeah, I appreciate it. There's a lot of people in the chat already. appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Yeah, Welcome there is. The hey, guys. Um, uh, Dan Griffin there. Uh, evening, ITCF. Not <laughs> Ipswich Town affiliated. We're going to get <laughs> on a shirt, man. You said that last week. It was brilliant. Obviously, we did see Connor there as well. Connor, hello, saying hello to both of us. All right, Connor, how are you doing? SGP. Oh, oh he hey, is Connor. watching. He is watching. SGP oh, he works, is. So he is watching. So we've got to behave ourselves, basically, is what we're getting at. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to try, Benny. I'm not going to make any promises. So, so, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk some WWE, obviously. We've got some SmackDown to talk about a little bit of. We've got some Raw to talk about. We've got Money in the Bank coming up. Um, there's a year of this show coming up as well, which um, I'll, I'll announce it now. Um, a Facebook user, you need to put your name in, by the way, so we know who you are. So, But uh, yes, there will be a mention of that in a moment. Uh, but very quickly, uh, on the year, because when Money in the Bank hits, basically, and it's a year of this show, I won't actually be... Here, I'm on holiday, so I'm hopeful, hopefully that's still in the running. It should be you and Cy in a couple of weeks doing some, you know, money in the bank stuff and predictions and uh, <laughs> review, basically. Um, so I'm not actually going to be around for it, basically, which is uh, a year of this show. So you're, I didn't... Yeah, you're ditching us is what you're saying. I've, did, I've done a year. I'm going on holiday, all right? <laughs> there you go. Hey, well deserved, but I, I had to teach you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, no, it just worked out that way, basically. It was in a week we could get. So, yeah, going on holiday, basically. Um uh, to the Facebook user there, yeah, you need to put your you need to put your name in there, ladies and gents. But um, but yes, there will be a mention of that, and we're going to mention it right now. Just before we came on air, I didn't know this. I was setting up the show. Tyler brought it to my attention, but WWE legend the Iron Sheik has uh, passed away, and it was only announced a couple of hours ago, I think, um, at eighty-one. So. I mean, I've only really got one memory of Iron Sheik, to be honest, and that was my second year watching wrestling, which was WWE or WWF at the time, and the gimmick Battle Royal. So, I, but I know he's such an influential character from his era, and even you know, even then, I knew who he was, but I didn't, I hadn't really seen any of his stuff. Um, I enjoyed his Twitter account, though. To be honest, I will admit, I did follow. Oh, that, his so. Twitter account was entertaining. Um, uh, any, any, any thoughts i mean you, you're more aware of his work than me tyler on this particular case so um, i know he transcended the business in terms and i love the whole colgan hate <laughs> that we got from his twitter account but you know 81 years old that's not a bad life to be fair but it's always sad when somebody passes isn't it so uh, very sad uh yeah I've, i had to go back and research like you and and so many others to really learn and grasp just the uh 
significance that the Iron Sheik had on the professional wrestling business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, just like you, Benny, I just want to send out my uh, heartfelt condolences to the family, to friends, meaning his peers, and also us being fans of his. And uh, I truly did not get the gimmick and character or appreciate it till later. And that that's really the shame of it. And uh, I was just so shocked and saddened to hear of his passing, but uh, rest in peace, the Iron Sheik. Uh, he was very entertaining. I mean, you said that his Twitter would make you laugh. It, it was great. The hate toward Hulk Hogan. Yes, respect Sheik forever, Bubba. One of his classic lines, Sheiky baby. We, we've all heard him. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I love, seeing everybody share posts. I, I think we all have. And, and it's just been uh, a somber kind of past month or a couple because we lost superstar Billy Graham. We've lost Jerry Jarrett, Lanny Poffo, and now – the Iron Sheik. So it, it's the unfortunate part of life, but at least we've got the memories. You said it, You uh, your recollection was the battle royal that had the Iron Sheik winning. And and mine goes back to uh, when he, uh, you know, was feuding with Hulk Hogan, even in yeah. the wrestling business, and where, hey, if it wasn't for Iron Sheik dropping the belt in the WWF, uh, I mean, it's safe to say there wouldn't be much of a Hulkamania if that did not occur. So a lot of credit needs to go to the Iron Sheik. I mean, realistically. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, again, like I said, my my knowledge, I know who he is. Obviously, I'm a wrestling fan. So even yeah. though I'm, I, you know, I even when I started watching, I was given tapes and stuff of, you know, of Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik and stuff. So I don't necessarily re- recollect it all because it wasn't what I was, I was into the, the tail. I was in the two thousands onwards. So um, I caught the tail end of the attitude era and stuff, but yeah, seeing I, my first thing is always because it was the first time I really saw him in the ring because I knew who he was because he's a hall of famer and all that kind of stuff. But I lo- I personally love the gimmick battle royal. To be honest, I know it, it is what it, it's a gimmick, which is the whole point of it. But but you told me I didn't know this. The the reason he won it is because of his knees weren't overly uh, very good, so he won the battle royal. So if you're a wrestler out there and you want to win a battle royal, just tell him you can't go over the top rope because your knees are too dodgy. So <laughs> correct. I mean, I, I think that was a true statement, and I, I had to learn that from other podcasts and people that were close within WWE that and knew the Sheik because he had had some health challenges and Hey, that that's a good way. Hey, talk to the promoter and go, Hey, listen, I've got bad knees. I've got some injuries. Can I just win the thing and let's get yeah, it over yeah. with. There is a, there is a negative to that because you could end up not working that night. <laughs> so you would be in the match at all. There, there's so all, there, there's, there's also the negative. So, so don't, yeah, yeah. don't necessarily listen to my advice. Cause uh, that would not be good for you. But speaking of trouble, just leave it to me. Oh, yeah, there we go. But yeah, we'll, uh, you know, you know, as you know, thoughts and prayers go to fat, you know, fans and, you know, family and friends of the Sheik. obviously then, you know, if anybody happens to hear this show or see this show, you know, it, you know, you know, I, I still, I still mourn the, I still gutted that Eddie Guerrero's not around to this day, man. So, um, you oh, know. Eddie Guerrero was a huge loss. Oh, okay. So there you okay. go. Sorry, sorry, in the chat here, it was he had to win as he couldn't be eliminated. I think Sergeant Slaughter was maybe the original plan. I said it because Sergeant Slaughter got back in the ring and uh, attacked the cheek after the match, didn't he? So he got the last laugh type thing and got his music playing and saluted and all that. No, he he now. did. 
Yeah, I remember. That. And yeah. there was a rivalry back in the uh, during the golden era of the WWF, where it was Sergeant Slaughter taking on the, the Iron Sheik, and the, and they knew each other going back to training with Ric Flair and Vern Gagne. So you need to go back and really look it up because it's really neat to see that he came over here uh, from Iran and really lived the American dream, if you think about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as I said, um, just it's a shame when somebody passes away. Um, but there we go. Oh, it and is. Sheik, unfortunately, if you didn't know that, yeah, as as we're live now, and obviously, if you listen to this show later tonight, has unfortunately passed away, eighty-one. So let's try and talk some modern day wrestling, I guess, and try and cheer everybody up. Yeah, let, let's try news. to lift so our spirits uh, up. Move, yeah, let's move on. Um, let's go SmackDown first, obviously. Um, the biggest highlight is obviously, I don't, well, it's. The, well, it's the bloodline, isn't it? Let's face it. It is the biggest, one of the biggest highlights. Um, Roman Reigns got a, new, got a new bout as well. Um, and also Jimmy is out of the bloodline. So, let's, well, let's let's talk about the bout quickly. Um, to be honest, the bout, it looks pretty much how I thought the bout would look, if that makes any sense. Um, there it is. You can see it on the screen for those watching live. Let's move uh Tyler over there because he's off screen there. Uh, and I think you're making a lot of sense, and I don't mean to interrupt you. But, you know, it, it, you know, it is what it is, man. It's a it, – it's got the gold back, which I like, by the way. I do, you know, and But it does actually read Undisputed Champion underneath there as well. Um, so, again, a lot of people are – well, what about Seth and his bout and stuff? Does that, so he's not the Undisputed – no, he's the World Heavyweight Champion. And Roman is – There is a difference. The, there is a difference. And so – but – I don't hate it. Um, I like the fact that they've got the gold back on the belt because I hate it when they say, oh, yeah, they win. You like the tag team titles then? Oh, they've won the gold, but they've both got silver plating on it. And it's like, it's not gold, though, is it? You know, so for me, bouts should be gold because it's about winning the gold. You know, it always has been. So, I, I mean, I see what, what, what you, you mean, I, but they are very nice. I mean, you can't deny the uh, how they really create these belts to to look superior. <laughs> But there is something about having the, the gold look because it makes it feel like any championship title. I mean, with any kind of sport. I mean, boxing, MMA, anything. Oh, a butter bell. How about that? <laughs> with that comment. I wonder if that's meant Let, to be. Let's do it. A, was it. Was it meant to be a bet about, Morty? Or was that, or have you put but about, you know, it is what it is. Uh, sigh in the chat. I don't are, understand are how it can be. Are you or? <laughs> Yeah, the, the waffle. I don't understand. Uh, Sai saying in the chat, sorry, I don't understand how it can be undisputed when there's another world champion. Makes zero sense. There is an argument to be made for that, to be fair. It should be WWE Universal yeah, Heavyweight Champion, I guess, because uh, it's you've got the Universal in there. I think eventually, the one, the Undisputed will be dropped. And then I think the Universal will be dropped as well, I think, eventually. Uh, no, Morty did meet. He did. Um, he did mean butter, so there we go. No, uh, so so he meant it, it is butter, not not belter. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's not belter. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, it it's a WWE bout. It's what I expected it to kind of look like. To be honest with you, um, I didn't see it going off too far. Eventually, maybe, but at the moment, we've still got that, haven't we? So, um, yeah, uh, Universal it's on gonna SmackDown. It's going to have to give it time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the World Heavyweight Championship is on Raw, and the undisputed Universal Champion is on SmackDown. So, um, I mean, this all leads into... so, But yeah, 
Roman's got a new belt. Uh, it was presented by Triple H. Always good to see Triple H come out on the show. To be honest, I enjoy I enjoy yeah, seeing Triple H. It makes uh, the segment feel special. Uh, to your point, yeah. seeing Triple H uh, appear. <laughs> Sorry, Clover Cruiserweight or <laughs> Lur Pack Light Heavyweight. Or, uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, see, I love the creativity from uh, the comments. <laughs> it's really making me giggle. But you could almost uh, think, well, it is wrestling. They they could put a twist on it. I mean. The World Heavyweight Championship, I actually quite like it. I, I like the design of it. It is, you know, again, is it a continuation? For me, it's a continuation, but obviously of the World Heavyweight Championship, you know, but a lot of people are saying well, it's not the, it's a brand new belt. So, yeah. Um, well, the argument is that, you know, even Seth Rollins, I think, said this on the Bump Show for WWE that, and even Triple H made the statement when he presented that World Heavyweight Championship. And I know why it confused people, but their reasoning was, hey, listen, Roman's not going to be around all the time. So you need that kind of workers world heavyweight champion, the world anchor welt huddle. <laughs> uh, hell. I mean, now they, they could hey, send it in the Triple H. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think it will move towards more of a classic looking modern day bout eventually. I think it will. But obviously you've got the WWE logo on it, which is the world heavyweight title's got that now like you know very prominent so obviously you know it's good promotion for the company obviously um it yeah. is but I, I wanted to ask you a question which belt do you like better though the one that seth has or roman i liked the fact that he had two belts because he was the undisputed champion I, I i'm i'm i like the new i wished i wish it was the old gold belt but i prefer the i do like the design of the new i like the design out of these two belts right in front of us the WWE Undisputed Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship, I um, prefer the World Heavyweight Championship, hands down. Um, obviously, it's good. you've got to build it back up at the moment, obviously, but I like it. No, you do. It's hard not to agree with you on that observation because the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth, is sporting. Uh, just seems like that's more of your your typical championship belt. Yes, yeah, no, 100%. Um, I mean, what does the chat think? Which one do you prefer out of the two? I'm, you know, I'm not saying. I, I know a lot of us would want the old winged eagle back and everything, and uh, you know, I'm sure. I reckon that may right. happen eventually. Um, but let, let's talk. Let's talk about what actually happened on SmackDown quickly, because I mean, there were a couple of qualifying matches. Yeah, there, let, but, let's do it. But but we'll talk mainly bloodlines. That's the biggest highlight. Roman Reigns' new battles, I've already said, and Jimmy is uh, out of the bloodline, basically, or at least that's how it seemed, because obviously anybody that watched Night of Champions, Jimmy uh, had enough of the uh, of the bullying, the BS, super kick Roman in the face, twice, I might add, um, ultimately costing Roman and Sokoa the tag team championships. Um, but it was, a, it was an intense moment when the Usos came out. So Roman's been presented with the belt, then the Usos come out. Jay still looking quite sheepish for me. Very much like he's looking like, like he, he's conflicted. He's almost like he's not doing it, but he's almost like got that mankind sort of like not the back and forth, but mm -hmm. he's almost got that going on. Like he he's going he, back. He's and on it. He's yeah, on edge. back he's, and forth, side to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's on edge. I find, um, and it basically ended up um, with them Jimmy laying it down, saying we can be of you know. This is my brother. That's my brother. You're my brother, but you're not being a very good brother, basically. Um, essentially, and then Roman's line of kick him in the face. Then I real. Then I was like, mm -hmm. what? And then he said, "I'm talking to you, Jay." 
and he wants Jay to keep. Now, this isn't Sami Zayn, which obviously Jay had a problem with when he it was conflicted. No, it's not. This is this is his brother. This is his twin brother. So I mean, it's blood. And then Solo was like, "I I acknowledge you, Tribal Chief, but they're my brothers." And as I'm watching this segment play out, Tyler, I don't know about you, I'm like. There's a swerve coming. I, I felt it. I was like, it's coming. It's coming. And I'm just, I'm literally on the edge of my seat watching this going. I mean, what did you, I'm taking all the mic time here, but what did you think of the segment? And were you no. thinking the same as me in that moment? Well, I was thinking the same, especially when Roman embraced uh, Jimmy. That's when I could kind of tell, well, something big's going to go down here. But they did a nice job building it up because, and I agree with Dan Griffin, uh, the final segment on SmackDown was incredible television. Yes. That, that's what, what we've been saying. The, the bloodline has been must-see TV for a long time, uh, must-see premium live events even. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's like that line you were just uh, saying about him ordering Jay when he could easily, you thought it maybe he was going to tell Solo, instruct him to do it, the uh, dirty work, which eventually that's what happened after Solo, uh, you know, executed the Samoan spy to Jimmy. And and I love how Roman is showing that he's literally uh, hurt by the actions of Jimmy, that it, it brings him pain. Uh, he's yeah. showing really a lot of uh, dichotomy with his emotions. And, and Paul Heyman uh, always sells them so well. So, hey, yeah, these comments are so helpful. That, that's a great point. Jimmy now is where Jay is in, in 2020. And maybe that's what we're going to see, where we'll see some matches. It, it sure looks like this could be a feud. To, that way you could keep building the Cody later on. I know credit to you, Benny. And and I, I just think the segment is it, what wrestling, when it's at its best, I have to think about it because it, it's hard to articulate it. You, you've got to have this arc of story, and, and we've – discuss it in detail the bloodline just keeps delivering and it's hard to uh to not look at what they're doing concerning uh roman reigns and and the use of solo and paul Heyman. all of them are so instrumental in the success of this uh, ordeal they they all play their parts perfectly um this is a good because i i still i still can't grasp that jay hasn't done anything yet but i think that's what this is the equivalent of the evolution story, isn't it? To a degree, it's like Randy Orton left, became world champion and stuff. And I don't know whether that's going to happen for Jimmy or not. But but when Batista finally turned on Triple H uh, back in uh, oh, crikey, two thousand five, six, something. It five. was somewhere around those 2005. years. Um, when we finally got the classic thumbs, which is now a classic thumbs down segment uh, moment, mm-hmm. when Jay finally. It's going to happen. It might, it's got to happen. But when it does, when Jay finally has enough of Roman shit, sorry to drop an S-bomb so early in the show, ladies and gents, it is unfiltered. <laughs> it is uncensored. I mean, it's um, uncensored. It's, exactly. in the intro. It's, in the, it's in the intro, if you're watching live. It's in the intro. Um, but when it happens, it's going to be a huge moment. Now, when it happens, I have no idea. It, I feel like it might be happening... I don't know whether SummerSlam is that still too soon because the way the Bloodline story is going, with I mean, I, I, uh, in terms of Roman's uh, reign as champion, obviously we're past a thousand days. I believe it's around September next year or October next year, twenty twenty four, when he would surpass Hulk Hogan's uh, reign. So 
it, which is yeah, not he, impossible. He would surpass him. Yeah. No, so. I mean the the way the way they are positioning Roman Reigns with the title, I mean the superiority would be a word that, that comes to mind. I mean you don't know whether, and here's another twist: maybe Jay doesn't join up with Jimmy. I mean you, we always assume. I mean, but who knows? It's just the the what if scenario mm-hmm. of what's going to transpire. Yeah. I, I would think he would have to. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, and no, I was just going to say the the hold that Roman seems to have over Jay, that's the main story. Now, I've I've seen literally, I've always said that Cody's going to be the guy to beat Roman. I mean, things could change, but I, in my mind now, Tyler, I'm probably still 80% Cody, but 20% is thinking, could it be Jay? Can you imagine? Could it be Jay in the long oh, run? Oh, Jay, Jay dethroning Roman, hey? You know, I don't know because the story is yes, the bloodline has grown obviously with Paul Heyman initially, and then then the Usos, and then Jimmy eventually would join, even though he was against it in the beginning. Then Solo's there now. Um, so I, I, the whole bumping into Solo a few weeks ago, the way they've done the camera actually cowering Solo. down, yeah, and it's like. And yeah, like I said, as I said, the, the segment was bloody brilliant. And to be honest, I can't really say much more than that. And it was literally a case. I of, mean, it, it's, you know, it's hard to put words. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that literally when Solo moved over to the other side of the ring with his brothers, I was like, there's a swerve coming. It's coming. And then when he hit the Samoan it was spike too, on Jimmy, It was too easy. Yeah. But it was brilliantly. Even though I was like, I was probably 95% sure he's going to do something. When it did happen, I was still like. Oh my God! What, when is this going to end? Because just when you think it's going to end, it then it just continues. throws in another, you know, another spanner in the works. Um, before we move on to it the uh, to the uh, to the more of it, uh, let's just quickly go to the comments. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining in. Uh, Morty, yeah, uh, we appreciate. Left. If the wing, uh, Morty, just before he left, if the winged eagle comes back, it will have a huge W logo on it. Marketing wise, it makes sense. They have a huge logo because it presents. They present at the Super Bowl and, and sporting events, don't they? So that, yeah, um, so yeah, it's not going anywhere. He's right there with the uh, with the logo. Uh, but again, marketing it makes perfect sense, yeah. doesn't it? Um, it does because because you have to look at the marketing aspect as well. Yeah, oh, so hey, size chairman in. Yeah, uh, evolution story was well done. Covered it recently for chain wrestling, but the bloodline stuff is much better. You know, apples and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, um, I mean, I mean, they're they're different, but it, it's it's hard not to uh, well, there you go. justify his argument. Yeah. In terms of the, uh, so it was September. I couldn't remember if it was September at the beginning of October, but this September twenty fourth is when Roman Reigns twenty twenty four was when Roman Reigns would beat, uh, you know, surpass Hulk Hogan in the all time title reigns, and ironically, it's for, it falls on a Friday, which would be SmackDown. So. It's there, there on go. a plate. It's there on a plate. It could be. It could be achievable. Um, and who who says that Cody Rhodes needs to be the guy? Still, I, I know we're hearing rumors that it would be nice if next year's WrestleMania. And I, I do see eventually them revisiting uh, Roman and the American Nightmare going head to head again. But to, you you brought mm-hmm. up a, an astute point, Jimmy. If he was able to dethrone, what an accomplishment! And it would yeah. still be within the bloodline. It wouldn't be somebody outside the bloodline. That would be coming from within the family. But now that's presented in front of me with this whole Hulk Hogan thing. It's hard to think 
or even believe that Roman's going to drop it anytime soon. Do you know? Because if you, when are you going to be in this position again? For somebody who's like yeah, Roman yeah. Reigns to be, you know, to push that envelope of a long. He's range. on such a plateau. Yeah, and I, I always yeah. got to use my hands. Forgive me to kind of <laughs> describe things. So that's why the, the sign language. That, that's my code to Benny. Hey, I'm, I'm describing some. Watch out! I'm doing puppets next. Uh, but no, the plateau for for Roman Reigns. But there, he keeps going higher. It, it's like it's. Just when you think, well, he's achieved everything, no. And and to your point, not only does surpass Hulk Hogan. Now, what really is going to impress me, that, that's impressive enough, but if they actually go ahead and, and try to attempt to do the Bruno thing, but, man, that is such – I mean, the way Bruno was on top for so many years, if you go back and do the, the homework on it, I, I don't know if they're going to quite go that far with Roman, but no, to no, pass no. Hulk Hogan. I mean, I can, I can see Hogan being more plausible to the yes. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine we could, we'll have another what? What's he been champion for about three years now? Give or take, almost. Um, so we got what another ten uh, years of Roman years. Reigns. Yeah, so we'll have another ten years. <laughs> Roman Reigns is well, the like Triple. Well, like Triple H was relaying in the promo on SmackDown. He was saying this is going to be somebody not only are you're going to talk about future generations, your kids, grandkids. Like we're talking about Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. We're talking about Bruno. We're talking about an Iron Sheik. We're going to be talking about Roman Reigns and, and a Seth Rollins, all these guys, but especially yeah. after such a historic president uh, concerning a title reign. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Bruno is going to be surpassed. <laughs> to be honest, I, 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 I don't <laughs> see Bruno. That that's that's a tall order i mean and this is yeah. already tall enough with having him do three years but yeah bruno you think about how many years and i, I don't see uh that actually occurring but i've been wrong now the hogan does seem like it's more logical maybe they're it's, actually going to go try to break hulks or I mean, surpass things, him. yeah things could happen obviously and hopefully they won't but it's there isn't it it's just a little bit further down the road, so it's possible. Uh, before we move on to Raw, though, quickly, um, let's just say, what I was having on SmackDown, basically. So, Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly teaming up. Um, I never thought of this team. This 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 uh, this could be a weird sort of stable either. going forward. Um, I don't think it will be. Uh, they they defeated the Brawling Brutes and Seamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. Um, pretty Deadly are pretty deadly so far. <laughs> basically yeah uh, i, I mean that. they're dangerous i mean have you seen much of their work in nxt because i haven't to be honest so i've seen very little especially uh speaking of pretty deadly but very talented definitely have a different look i know wade barrett does a fantastic job getting them over because he actually knew him in nxt and, and maybe the connection with great britain but these guys are very talented uh, i love their uh, finisher it's uh, called spilt milk <laughs> which is yeah. different, uh, unusual. But pairing them with Austin Theory, it, it's like with Sheamus uh, being aligned with Rich Holland and uh, Butch now reverting kind of more to Pete Dunne himself now. Uh, it, it's a good way to get the more experienced veterans with the uh, talented people that have been called up from NXT that are now getting established on the main roster. It's a good way to get them over with the crowd that doesn't always get a chance to view NXT is the way I kind of see why Austin Theory, he's a big enough star. Hey, get pretty deadly. Yeah. Plus he's the United States champion and he's good looking too. You got these other two pretty boys. Why not? It, it makes sense. So they, it, when I saw them together, it just, it, that make, there's something there. It just makes sense. Like you've already said, um, and it's also nice for an NXT talent to come up and not to have to face Dolph Ziggler or The Miz. 
mainly Dolph Ziggler. So it's nice for them to come in and do a bit. Yeah, poor Ziggler. So, but yeah, Paul Ziggler. So many losses to NXT people. Um, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows defeat Hit Row uh, with AJ Styles getting involved after hitting the phenomenal forearm on um, uh, took out yeah, uh, top dollar, isn't it? They call him. So yeah. Um, yeah, top dollar. I, I can never sound cool. I know it's ends in an A, but I'm sorry. I still say dollar. I, I'm not hip enough. What, what can I say? <laughs> what do you mean you're not hip enough? Of course you are. Don't be silly. Um, also, I've just noticed as well. You said you were going to wear your Bret Hart t-shirt last week. I see a New York. What's that? A New York? Well, it's Mets. Yeah, I'm yeah, Mets. doing baseball. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got I've got to wash the Bret Hart shirt. I, I'm okay, going to wear okay. it. I, I know. That, that's, that's a swerve. <laughs> that's I'm a just going to say it's a swerve. That, teasing that's it. my teasing excuse. It. Yeah. you'll save it right. for the year the year episode when i'm not here basically is what you'll do to annoy side yeah that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> you've got yeah. this guy and the sean michaels the sean guy. michaels <laughs> the sean michaels guy right uh bianca belair blindsided oscar uh on the rampway after an addition of grayson waller effect i'm waiting for grayson waller to get in the ring i enjoyed the grayson waller effect concept i think it's quite good again I only saw a little bit of what he was doing down in NXT, but he's an entertaining guy, So, but I would like to see him in the ring. I would actually like the idea, not that they've gone there, but I was thinking about it, of um, Grayson Waller teaming with uh, LA Knight, maybe. Uh, they've got very they, they similar... They would make a formidable team. A, yeah, they both similar... can get annoying... Yeah, uh, but in a good way because you don't, you're not supposed to like him. And Grayson Waller's got the the persona. He's got a meaning personality. He's got all the, you know, intangibles. He's very talented. I do enjoy this segment, uh, the uh, Waller effect, or maybe it's his full name, the Grayson Waller effect. But I, I've actually got a chance to see him in the ring, and, and the guy can go. He, he's like L.A. Knight. He, he's very talented. Not to compare because L.A. Knight's got more years' experience, and they're, they're on two different uh, kind of parallels currently you know, regarding their <clears> careers. Uh, but respectfully, you know, Grayson Waller, I, I see why he got drafted and called up because uh, there's a lot uh, still be, you know, that's still left that they desire that from a creative standpoint, you could, you could do so much. You can see him getting under the skin like he did with AJ Styles and, and kind of doing a Miz thing, but yeah. in a newer way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to see Grayson Waller and LA Knight sort of be those two annoying guys together, but they're both good in the ring as well. So they can back it up. So I, I would like to see that maybe down the line be interesting. Um, again, that's me just fantasy booking. Oh, right I think that, that, that's, you know, it'd be pretty cool. Um, Zelina Vega uh, defeated Lacey Evans, um, and Zelina Vega is going to go on to Money in the Bank in the women's side of things. Ali Knight actually defeated Montez Ford. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that match come up, I thought Montez was going to get this this single push that we've all been waiting for. But this is quite a good way because Ali Knight, as we discussed off air, is getting more and more reactions every week, and I do like the, the I like this character, even though I'm not supposed to. Um, he's cool. So I think he's starting oh, to become he, more... He, he's very uh, just popular. I mean, I, yeah. I'm actually... He's growing on me more and more, too. So you can imagine the fans, like to your point, the reactions are getting more positive. He's definitely... that. That's why that word over comes you know, into play here. And man, him and Montez Ford, a pretty solid match. I, I get why a lot of people were skeptical of uh, L.A. not getting the one qualifying for money in the bank. But at the same time, I, I think creative has just been so high on L.A. Knight from what we hear, at least the speculation. And it's 
proven to be true because I mean, yeah. here he goes winning, but I, I get the other side of it. Cause we saw Xavier Woods where he would get beat nothing against Xavier Woods, but come on LA Knight is becoming such a great commodity for WWE and, and what he's been able to do on that roster. You got to keep pushing this guy. And eventually, you know, let's go back. Let's revisit when we were talking about, or actually people were getting mad about Austin Theory's use. And now look at where Austin Theory is. And this yeah. was under Triple H's direction. Maybe that's just a little illustration of how LA Knight needed to be elevated. Sometimes you got to take the losses. It's not always about the victories. I'm just trying to look at different perspectives uh, of uh, how you go into the, these yeah. things. Right. Yeah, wins and losses, I think, ultimately should count. But there are times where a loss can be a win and a win can be a loss. So I know that sounds it's very amb- <laughs> ambiguous, but it, it's true. So um, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, we don't, oh, I'm going to put them up on the screen now. But these are the people that have qualified for their respective um, Money in the Bank. So we've got Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Ali Knight, which we've already discussed. Uh, this week on Raw, Becky and Zoe Stark went on. So we've got Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, and Becky Lynch so far. And I believe, how many are they doing? Five or six? I can't remember how many they're doing in the actual Money in the Bank ladder matches. It's normally six, isn't it, I think? I'm not certain, but yeah, six sounds uh, correct. But uh, once again, uh, yeah, I trust you. Yeah, they they haven't actually announced the matches in fairness. So they're just kind of happening as they're happening, you know. So um, I don't know whether there's going to be any more. There's nothing on that one. So... I think they were advertising what was going to happen actually on WWE.com um, a moment ago. So I could have a look to be fair. Um, That's what's nice is you do have Google and other search engines where, where if you're needing part of me to find out information, it's right at your fingertips. I mean, yeah. So uh, we have Santos Escobar faces Mustafa Ali this week on SmackDown for the Money Bank qualifying match. And also Meechin takes on Damage Control's Bailey. In Money in the Bank, and also those are Butch, some interesting matchups. Yeah, Butch yeah. goes head to head with Baron Corbin in a Money in the Bank qualifying match as well. Now, Baron Corbin, I did see actually had a victory on NXT this past week, I think. Uh, or I saw a video. No, he did. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, to be honest, I don't know whatever there was anything else left for down to be honest. Oh, uh, maybe NXT is uh, where Corbin and Ali can, uh, see, yeah. you know, be elevated again by going back there. And then, you know, since they're free agents and uh, her Dana Brooke uh, made an appearance. So it, it's very uh, fascinating what they're doing with this uh, whole draft scenario, how it's playing out. Because uh, you forget they can show up on NXT. Bron Breaker called out Seth Rollins. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. Oh, did he? I just see I don't watch NXT anymore. I need to start watching it. Yeah, he did. Well, I, I didn't really get a chance to watch it. it. I just happened to come across social media or a video clip. And, oh, okay. And seen where he did. Oh, I'll have to look at that. Um, let's check out the chat quickly before we move on. Uh, Sai here. There comes a point. Uh, cones. There cones a point. I'm pretty more what he means comes. There comes a point where the WWE have yeah. to beat Roman. As brilliant as the bloodline stuff is, it will run out of steam at some point, surely. How many people can... WWE build to be realistic challenges. Yeah. Again, when it's going to be, though, I have no idea is a, is a different thing. Uh, nobody knows. And I get his point, but I was going to tease with Sai and go, I want this to go forever. I, I don't want him to get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sheamus is, uh, they, they need to capitalize on Sheamus, Daniel Griffin. Um, is saying, how great is it Sheamus to still get massive pops out of the feud with Gunther? Yeah, he is. They need to capitalize on that pretty soon, I think, um, before it, again, runs out of steam, as we just uh, talked about a minute ago. Um, 
I assume Sai is yeah, talking Sheamus about... Yeah, Sheamus is another good one. Yeah, I'm assuming Sai is talking about challenges, possibly, for Roman here. So Drew, Sammy, Cody, Orton, mm-hmm. if he comes back. Uh, I'd love it if Orton came back, to be honest. I, I, I can't wait to hear that. I'm hoping we do. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, about possible retirement. I'm hoping that's not true. Uh, yeah, I'm hopeful as well. I, I think Randy Orton... Uh... Talk about a rivalry with uh, Randy and, and Roman. And haven't they met before? But think about the importance. Of, uh, wait well, a minute. Yeah, the, exactly. the Sean yeah, yeah. should be the guy. Yeah, yeah. Sean um, should be the guy to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Brett needs to come back. You know, maybe Brett Hart. Because, you know, we, we've had enough Sean. He's getting in NXT. <laughs> just leave him down there. I, I like Sean Michaels, uh, but come on. I'm going to have to wear the Brett Hart shirt at, at least when Sean's <laughs> back on. That, that's what I need uh, to wear. Uh, Sean should be the guy to beat Roman, apparently, according to. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, then somebody put uh, Dan Griffin put. Do you mean Sean Stasiak? So I don't think that's going to happen. Sean's, to be fair, well, Sean Stasiak, you know, hey, Stasiak could return. Or are you telling me that that's a possibility? <laughs> well, LA Knight will win. Well, there's a good chance win Money in the Bank. As yeah, so Dan Griffin's saying he's calling the shot already. LA Knight will win Money in the Bank. I would love that. To be honest with you, as of right now, I would love that uh, if if uh, he did. I will be if it changes. I'm gonna have to like give my uh, my 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 predictions for the show uh, because obviously you and Sai should be doing it. But um, I I think I would like lo- I would love LA Knight to win it. But we I I want to see the rest of the field before we get to to uh, to lockdown in there. Um, yeah, me oh, too. More- I want to see who else is involved. Fitch <laughs> Morty, uh, he, uh, Morty was leaving us, but he's uh, his other uh, cohort is Fitch is late, so I'm here to. Tyler's uh, has such soothing tones, by the way. Uh, well, thank you. I don't, uh, mate. You know, have a, now, now I'm, I think, bl- I'm blushing. <laughs> I think you've got to have a strong stomach for the Morty and Fitch show, by what I'm being told. <laughs> so, oh, uh, really? you know, so, I, so I better yeah. not eat lunch. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, there, you go. Si, there you go, Sai in the chat's warning. Don't do that to Tyler. Don't, Don't corrupt the poor guy. Don't build up my ego too much. It's already enough, right? Okay. I, I, I don't like where this is going, this this conversation, so we'll move, we'll move on from that one. Uh, we need to move on, don't we? We need to transition <laughs> to something else. Uh, Sai saying, Brett, Sean, and Roman right. triple threats, uh, uh, maybe for the title. <laughs> Wait, let's just bring back WCW and have Roman try to beat everybody. Just uh, uh, Nitro and Raw, why, why don't we? <clears throat> Orton's comeback yeah. should be a few to few with Cody when he inevitably wins. See, do you know what? I actually wouldn't mind seeing... Uh, this version of Cody versus Randy Orton, um, you know, it would be really good. Um, it's a, it's another scenario that could be likely. Think about it. The history is already there to capitalize on between exactly, Randy and yeah. Cody being friends. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Uh, just last one before we move on to Raw. Uh, Dan Griffin. I've been an LA Knight fan since Eli Drake TNA days. It was great to see him get the recognition in WWE. I didn't see much of what he did. In, it was actually Cy that uh, spoke to me about LA Knight a bit more. And I... And I've just, um, I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch him. And I, I've liked the whole, the LA night. Yeah. And everything is, is, is amazing. Basically. It's catchy. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew he was Eli Dre, but I still didn't get a chance or, or in other words, an opportunity to really appreciate his time in TNA. I did get to really, my exposure to LA night was when he was, uh, he was called something else in the NWA too, the newer one, uh, the new NWA before getting into NXT. So that, that's my exposure to uh, LA Knight. Yeah, I mate, I've enjoyed his work so far in WWE. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Well, oh, I'm really a huge good. fan. 
Um, I concur. I, I right. think it's been terrific. Well, we'll move on to Raw uh, to get the show, get the show on the road, as they say. Um, oh, you didn't say we're live, pal, at the start of the show. Oh no, I forgot to mention. No, that. no, oh, that, no. Hey, no, that's that's all right here. Hey, hey, it doesn't always have to be at the beginning. Okay, we're live, pal, and I did hear that Vince McMahon. Well, of course, it's even deeper now. May have been backstage, but hey, it was in Connecticut. Of course, he might have been back there. Duh. Doesn't mean he was running things, but who knows? Mate, in okay, this day I, and age, yeah. if just because Vince is there, all right, Vince could run that show. But it's show. enough to get people talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Vince could run that show from the other side of the world if he wanted to. He doesn't have, just because he's there, doesn't mean he is. Could he be? Of course he, he could He's be. got a control tower somewhere. It's like a villain or something. Dude. He's like the mustache, you know. We're doing the show. Whole look. Yeah, we're doing the show. I'm in the UK, you're in the States. So Vince McMahon does not have to be backstage. He could, if he wanted to change something, he could change that show from bloody Australia if he wanted to, or New Zealand. He know? could do whatever he wants to. I mean, because he's still Vince McMahon. But uh, here's just a little quick funny example, because everybody was saying that he was the one that wanted AJ Styles on Raw last week. So I'm using thinking of Vince. Okay, Ari, we've got this merger. Let's get the phenomenal one AJ Styles in there. Oh, and where's that Maxine Dupree got the blonde hair? Oh, yeah, that sounds good, too. Get her with Otis. You know, just using some silly examples, because that's how our minds work. We've heard so many yeah. impersonations of Vince. And, and, yeah, we better talk raw before I make yeah, this yeah. a comedy hour that doesn't but, go anywhere. And it's my yeah. fault. Right. Let's, say, let's yeah. say Vince was in charge this week. I think raw was a bloody good. There's, there's a couple of highlights from this raw show that we're going to talk about now. And I think overall the show. But if it's was actually good. good and he was running it, yeah, to your oh, point. Oh, it must be, yeah. It, no, it must be Triple H because it was good. It must be Triple H doing it. When it's bad, it's Vince McMahon. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Vince's problem. Okay. He, you know, we're hearing he's rewriting the format. That one match, there's a certain star that's getting pushed. We know it's Vince back there with, in the control center in the gorilla position. It's got to be. No, it does not. And even if he is, what if it actually works out well? <laughs> give the man some credit. I, I know not everybody wants to give him his chest yeah, too. Because of, yeah, yeah, because of what's happened uh, outside of the rest. Yeah, there should be a Guess Who game where everyone is, every single person on the Guess Who game is just Vincent Mann. <laughs> to Sai's point, yeah, hey, Vince, and hey, he could have had Brett and Sean back there. He could have had The Undertaker. I mean, he could have go, hey, listen, we're going to do another screw job. You remember when you guys did that and Brett, you punched me in the face. Come on, let's do it again. No, yeah. you know, it's just silly. That's, that's how silly we get. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm even making fun of myself. It's just, there you go. You know, okay. Um, so, and by the way, you need a t-shirt, go fickle yourself just for the sake of it. There you go. I'm tired of it. Oh, uh, let's, just, let's talk yeah, some more too. before you, before you blow your top off. Um, so, okay. Okay. <laughs> Zoe, Zoe, uh, Zoe Stark, as we've already said, has made it into the Money in the Bank uh, match at Money in the Bank in London. Um, she beat Natalia. Um, I want to talk about this because we've been quite critical of Trish Stratus, to be fair. She's done well in the ring to a degree. For, uh, we you know, have. Um, but seeing her with Zoe Stark, I think is an absolute brilliant move. And I think it's going to be something that could be really good going forward. Um, Trish and Zoe actually turned up during Becky's match in her qualifying match against Sonny Deville. Sonny Deville looking really good in the ring as well. Um, I am oh, growing. She, she's fantastic. Yeah. I am growing on the Chelsea Green Sonia Deville team, even though I would I would have so much wanted it to be Green and Carmella because I think those two would have been amazing. But obviously, Carmella. They, they had a chemistry. You know, yeah. 
And Carmella's obviously off having, you know, Corey Graves' his baby. So Well, you know. she she's getting ready to have a baby. So she's yeah. got an excuse, uh, legitimately. But to uh Sonya Deville, let, let's bring her up. Uh I think it's so underrated. I mean, she is so uh so talented and uh you know, she's not bad in the looks department, but that's for another show. Uh, but Sonia Deville is just, she's so uh, versatile. And uh, boy, now I'm making myself laugh. Sigh, thanks, Sigh. But uh, we do appreciate your <laughs> feedback. Um, but, anyways, it's just, you know, Sonia, this mean streak, Chelsea Green, you know, she doesn't want to be called Karen. Maybe she said that in an inter- interview. I don't know the woman. So don't, uh, I, I'm not speaking on her behalf, funny. but I want to see the manager. Please. Yeah. It, <laughs> I do too. I, I think it's, it's clever. I think it's entertaining. She does so well. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I like this team. And, you know, of course, we saw Becky, she was going to win the match, but it's still, I'd like to. I like seeing that Sonya's getting this push because I think she deserves it, I, especially after what she's went through with this whole stalker case and coming back and whether she's been the official or non-official of the uh, that's making matches. Sonya has uh, been an intricate part of uh, what they're doing, so I'm glad to see her getting her just due because I'm a fan. Oh yeah, the MMA background. You're right. It doesn't take her much effort. Thank you, Dan Griffin. The check is in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's not. There you go. Um, it's it, not. No, you're you're not getting any money. That that was just well, a tease. It's a PayPal. Yeah, that, that was. Um. A, <laughs> it could be a PayPal. But no, to to your your observation, I, I will say we, neither one of us have been high on Trish coming back. Her reemergence, I do like Zoe Stark being positioned. We mentioned it on SmackDown with Austin yeah. Theory and Sheamus being paired with the the younger talent, and and more so with Trish due to being a Hall of Famer. And a couple more generations ahead of Zoe. And man, I've always been keen on Zoe Stark going back to watching her in NXT. Just the little bit I've got to see of her. Uh, she has just been uh, just unbelievable. Just her talents. It's yeah. almost hard to think of the word. I mean, her she's finish, unique. Yeah, her finish is quality as well. I quite like it. Does obviously reminiscent a little bit of a GTS to a degree. Uh, it does. Of, it's a variation. Know. What do they call it? Something 360. It's a knee where she flips up the opponent. Uh, the Z360, like, they call it. Yeah, Z360. Z360, okay. yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to call it the 1226 or something. I, I didn't know what it was. Uh, but, the the uh, W180, the WD40 or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> WD40, WBD. Okay, we better move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I like the pairing. As we've already, we've already talked about briefly, that she qualified for Money in the Bank. So, and we did have an interference from a kind of an interference. They just stood on the ramp, and you know, we, I thought they maybe Zoe Stark was going to get involved. We, I, I assume we'd see Becky Lynch later, but we didn't. Um, but the pairing of the main point I want to make from it is the, the Zoe Stark Trish Stratus duo is really good, and I'm interested to see where where it moves, where it goes forward, really. So um... Yeah, it, it makes you you wonder where the progression, ex- exactly. I mean, what are we going to see the more the more? I'm almost wondering what's going to go down at Money in the Bank and what are they going to do for SummerSlam? Because you could do a whole lot of things uh, from this point forward to kind of building to those big events. Yeah, I mean... Does Lita come Becky Lynch... Does she return? Well, I was waiting for that, to be honest. Um, but Becky has never been Money in the Bank winner. Does she need it? Not really. Will she win it? I have no idea. Because, again, the playing field's not laid out yet enough to know all the, all the pieces aren't in the it's, place. It's hard to judge. To go. Yeah, so um, there could be an absolute corker still to qualify for this um, 
for this match, basically, is what I'm getting at. We've got to talk about this. This is probably one of the... And we talk about this guy every couple of weeks, but we've got to, we've got to talk about it. But Dominic Mysterio. So Cody was a guest on Miz TV this week on Raw. Um, and I'm not always a big fan of the Miz TV segments, really. I like Miz, but I'm not... You know, sometimes they're good. Sometimes, but they always end up in a fight, nine times out of ten. But Yeah, they do. But Cody's obviously sat there, you know, and Miz is like, "How, you know, you're stupid for challenging Brock whenever, when, you know, whenever he turns back up off his holiday." But then uh, Miz introduced Dominic Mysterio of all people because he's a third, he's a second generation superstar as well. You got a lot in common. But every time Dominic tries to bring that microphone to his face, the crowd just go, for the lack of a better way of saying it, absolutely. They don't let mental. him speak. Yeah. They don't let him speak at all. Um, then we have Cody trying to offer a chair to Rhea Ripley as well to be gentlemanly. And she's like, nah, jog I, on. I, I want to thank Dominic for uh, for allowing Rhea to accompany him and, and mommy to see her. That that was just worth the segment. I, I've just got to be real. I mean, it, it was. It's, uh, wor- it's worth you know, seeing but, Dominic if Rhea's with him is what you're getting at, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. I, I do love Dominic. And, and I'll tell you, people are really seeing my true colors. Are they not? They're going to go, okay, what kind of host, co-host you got here? Uh, but anyways, I, I was going to say, yeah, Dominic getting that heat, it was uh, astounding. I mean, like you said, they're not letting him talk at all in the microphone. And and him, that exchange with Cody Miz is always up to something. He's orchestrating the plan. Credit to yeah. Corey Graves on commentary. For the analogy that he's making me seem like I know what I'm talking about because I'm I'm still in his <laughs> lines. There you go. It's yeah. It just um, he doesn't have to do a lot. People just hate him. They want this Dominic Mysterio to be punched in the face, and they, fans don't care who's going to punch him in the face as long as somebody punches. And him don't in the forget face. his prison sentence. I mean, oh, yeah, he was yeah. in prison. Yeah, the whole fifty. Yeah, this guy's went Cody. through hard times. You know what What was funny? You think about uh, Dustin, you know, yeah, I was thirsty after seeing Rhea Ripley. You're right. But the American Dream, uh, Dusty Rhodes, was, uh, you know, the Hard Times promo. I thought that's what Dom was, uh, you know, talking about. That's what was kind of funny. He, he was talking about Hard Times in prison. I thought we were talking about that old Dusty Rhodes promo, Hard Times, because yeah, you got yeah. Cody in the ring. That, that shows you where my mind goes. I go to the territories, then back to Monday Night Raw. It's all over. It's scatterbrain. <laughs> yeah. People want to learn the truth. It's just, it's nuts. But going forward, if you haven't seen it, ladies and gents, just give it a watch. It was a brilliant segment on, on, on Raw, and the crowd were absolutely, was it Hartford, Connecticut, wasn't it? So, um, Yeah, it was Hartford, Connecticut, and that's uh, it, yeah. the crowd, give them a lot of credit. They were very loud in, in the moments it needed it for the uh, the program, and it was impressive. It really does add to uh, the, the quality of a show if the, the fans are into it, if they're really yeah, yeah. enjoying the the process yeah yeah definitely um but going forward i think we might see dominic versus cody going forward because somebody you know anybody like i said anybody could go against cody me and you could go against cody and if we beat it uh, not against cody sorry against dominic me and you could go against dominic mysterio as long as we punch him in the face the crowd will love us for it because they hate dominic so <laughs> they, much. they will the guy can't even speak and, at the moment. It's like Vicky Guerrero all over again. Because with Dominic, you know, he's the way he's treated his dad, the way he talks about his dad, his hair, the mullet, the Eddie 
thing going on, the money yeah, thing, the Latino. The similarities to it. Yeah, so to many things. Yeah. And he, this kid doesn't have to do anything. He can just he can just walk into an arena and get absolutely booed the shit out of. But in terms of Cody's story going forward, why not Dominic versus Cody at Money in the Bank? Because we can we can absolutely we can have Dominic be even more of a pain in the ass because he's calling Cody a deadbeat dad for not being at home with his daughter, like he's called his own father Ray. But if we have Dominic, how dare versus, he? Yeah, Dominic versus Cody at Money in the Bank, crowd will love it. But if it happens, Tyler, I'm going to call it now. Dominic to go over, and this is my thinking. Okay. Dominic Dominic wins because Brock Lesnar turns up and beats. The I, I was about. Slum. I was wondering. You yeah. got to have the beast return because Cody's yeah. been calling him out, and you've got to have that what the the third encounter at SummerSlam in Detroit. and Detroit, and that would lead into SummerSlam perfectly. And I do think it needs to be for me personally. I've already said. I think I said it last week on the show or the week before. When we have the Cody Brock again, I feel like it should be a gimmick type match. Now I, I'm thinking uh, last one standing after what we saw. At Night of Champions, with Cody kept getting up. I, I want it to be the stuff. the Cole Miner's glove. Uh, you know the old. <laughs> I was going to be funny. <laughs> instead of making it seem like it's you know a great stipulation. Let's do the old uh, the old territory thing where it's you know they're they're going to have to go up a pole or something. I mean, <laughs> let, let's see it. But yeah, if if it happens, which I think it might, I think Dominic should go over at Money in the Bank via outside interference with Brock, Rhea, mainly Brock, I think, in all in terms of Cody, you know. Um so Well yeah, you need I, to build up D- Dominic again too, because he lost to his dad and what a big victory if he could win no matter how you slice it over somebody like uh, the caliber but, of Cody. Yeah, yeah. But because of the interference, he can then brag about the fact that I beat Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare, the you know, blah blah blah. I beat him, I beat him, I beat him. But we all know that Brock got involved. And, you know, so it's that classic, classic thing. So it gives Dominic an extra layer to be hated even more now because he's going to be bragging. Yeah, about and he's not going to be able to even say a word now, especially if he, he's able to accomplish that. Think about the fans are just not going to let him speak at all. <laughs> there you go. There you go. They they will they will hate the. I will. I'll hate it, but I think it's brilliant TV at the same time. <laughs> so um, now there's. I, I'm gonna good, have to go. It's a good way have, to grab us. Yeah. Yes, definitely, hundred um, percent. Now I am going to go to the main event of Raw um, because it was a good match, and I think it's worth mentioning. But obviously, you know, World Heavyweight Championship was on the line for the first time. Seth Rollins defeat uh, defends against Damian Priest, and he actually defeated him via pin. For the opening segment to Raw was really good for a change. I wasn't bored by it at all. And um, sometimes you watch these opening segments and you kind of like. Yeah, just get on with it now. Yeah, you're kind of ready for for a sleep moment. Yeah, I'm quite. I'm, quite, I'm ready for a match. Is what I'm ready for, Tyler. To be honest, but we don't get it because you got to build the evening up, and I get that. Um, but ultimately, this the interaction between Seth, Finn, and Damian Priest was brilliant. Uh, Seth saying, you know, let let's uh, let's have a one on one match. Let's not let your cronies get involved. Uh, Finn's like, oh no, we're not going to do that. And then Damien's like, no, 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 we are. We'll do that. I'm all right with it. Finn's face was like, how dare you? We're supposed to be he a didn't team. Like or it. He didn't like it at all. Um, then Damien Priest does the comment of, well, you're, you're going to have one of the shortest reigns as world champion in history. And then Seth comes back. I knew it was coming, but Seth come back with, well, pointing to Finn Balor. Well, it may be short, but it, I'm paraphrasing now, but it will be short, but 
it won't be as short as his pointing at Finn Balor and then walking out and having the last laughs of Finn having a tough night verbally, <laughs> really from his yeah, own Finn, teammate. Finn's, uh, and then Seth is in trouble. Yeah. No, I, I thought this segment was fine. I, I did enjoy the line, the lines part of me. Uh, there's plural and s there. I, I got to go back to school all of a sudden, <laughs> all over again. Can't even speak English. Uh, why, why should I take a foreign language class? Anyways, uh, to go back to the point. Uh, Seth Rollins, I just want to see him be more aggressive. I, I'm, it's starting to grow on me, this whole uh, you know new persona, but that, that's the only thing. I have to kind of disagree. I thought the segment was was pretty good in, in the one-liners. I just This whole uh, Seth thing laughing, I, I love how the crowd sings along with him. That, that's fun, but I want to see the, some of the Seth of old, which does come out. I get you've got to evolve with different characters. It's just that's my only critique, if, I, if I'm going to be quite frank, is – uh, let, let's see more of an aggressive uh, edge to uh, Seth Rollins a little more, which I, I think we get in the ring, but sometimes this presentation is is lacking in, in some regards. But I, I, I'm with you. I think the, the line to Finn was classic. And Damian, it's really making you wonder, are we going to see him be the good guy? Is he breaking away from Judgment Day due to all of this uh, between he and Finn and the way Finn reacted? I think eventually that will happen. I don't think it's quite there yet, but you can tell. I think that's planting the seeds for down the line, quite possibly. Um, I think ultimately um, Seth will merge into a, a heel at some point again with this persona. At the moment, people are behind him, obviously, and they like the fact that he's world champion. So, um, oh, yeah, are they definitely yeah. support him. Yeah, yeah, there you and go, hundred percent. So. I would love to see a more villainous uh, Seth Rollins. I, I think maybe that's what's missing, and uh, I need to get the bigger picture where he's not. And, uh, you know, I, I have to kind of take steps back. But if I'm going to be real, I just – I guess I got so spoiled on, on the Seth, even with the blonde highlights, the authority kind of Seth Rollins too. Oh, the the, uh, the buy-in, the sellout, whatever you want to call it. Of course, it, he, how... he's still got the blonde highlights now, I, I guess. I, you know, <laughs> I, I can't keep up with their hair. What am I, his hairstylist? I, I can't <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know. But the match itself I thought was really good. I liked the um, the match. At, at no point did I think – I say this, right, going into it, at no point did I think Seth was going to lose the World Championship, you know, or, you know, a week later or whatever it is. But as we talked about last week, I need that, like with the, um, I need the belief of it could happen. You and need the moments... suspension of, of yes. your, your belief, yeah, of you disbelief. Disbelief, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, so when when uh, this match was going on, there was a moment of they're not gonna, they're not gonna, he's not gonna win it. Surely he's not gonna win it. Surely, and there were moments of it that I thought maybe and, and i like the fact that it did that to me so because otherwise you sit there going well seth's gonna win so because if you think that there's no point in watching it it seems predictable yeah whereas as the match went on i'm thinking what's gonna happen here i thought maybe finn might get involved and get inadvertently get you know damien disqualified which means seth would retain via disqualification um that didn't happen but it kind of did happen because finn did get involved even though his brother in damien pre said can you not basically um, but the match with the shoulder injury into the barricade, which again is a callback to Finn Balor back when he won the Universal mm-hmm. Championship the first time. Um, the way Damien sold it, my 
I'm, I think it was this match. I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't able to clarify. Somebody in the chat might be, if they saw it, might be able to let me know. Yeah, but, help us out there in the chat room. But uh, uh, I'm pretty but sure. Yeah, Damien, it, it was a nice callbacks. Yeah, yeah. But Damien Priest, I'm pretty sure, used LA Knight's finisher at one point or a version of it. So I'm like, really? Can you imagine like Triple H I, using the, you know, rock I didn't bottom? catch it. Uh, uh, I must have missed. Well, yeah. it, you could kind of call it a face plant or a bulldog type thing, I guess. But. It reminded me of LA Knight's finish to a good degree. But other than that, um, the way he sold the arm and the shoulder, the fact that he hit deep six, uh, what does he call it? Deep deep six, is it called his finish? Or is deep south? Or I can't remember what it's called uh, now. The choke it, slam, it's basically. It's deep six. Yeah, it's a choke slam. It's a choke uh, south slam. of heaven? Is that what it is? South of heaven. Uh, that's I'm probably. Sort of, yeah, that's, no, that's right. I think that's deep right. six is Corbin's. That's, yeah, deep six is it's the, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, when he hit that, and I love the fact that one, he was selling the shoulder still, and two, the fact that he didn't because he was selling the shoulder and it hurt him when he did it. He had to then. It took him a moment to cover Seth, so that gave Seth ample time to kick out of it. So it gives it validity a little bit. Because otherwise, I hate it when you hit a, a super kick and you and you go straight for a cover, and they kick out. Do the super kick by all means, or do a DDT by all means. But give yourself about a half a second to two seconds to crawl for the cover. That way, when the person kicks out, it's a lot more believable. That's one of my gripes. So, that, but yeah, I love this whole. Yeah, I match. think that's always going to be our gripes because uh, you you see it too often. Everything's been prostituted, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Just what the finishers overall, and and I get it. It's the way things evolve, change, even with pro wrestling. You, However, I, I just I'm, I'm with you. That's one thing I, I'll agree too. Is I want to see them selling. I, I want them showing me pain on their face, their expressions, like you said with Damien Priest's uh, yeah. shoulder or arm. Uh, however, you want to look at the specificities of uh, the uh, the part of the anatomy, so to speak. I, I want to see more of uh, the threshold of what they're having to endure and go through, and that goes back to the word pain and. And, you know, show us as the audience. Come on. That's what makes wrestling. That's part of the story as well. And and if you're just rushing and, and going through it, it's like anything. If I'm going to paint a picture and, and try to even write something, if I'm going to rush it and, and I'm not putting thought behind it or at least using logic or common sense, then <laughs> people are going to see through it. They're, they're, they're not going to buy into it. So it's it's the same even when uh, you're thinking of wrestling, the action, how they're they're betraying it. There you go. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we. That's a whole podcast in itself, isn't it? About selling and you know the you know the yes, to things. So you know, I mean, yeah, we we could do one, or you could have somebody else. I mean, that, that's what's uh, very interesting when we're having these top or tops part of me of conversations. I mean, you never know where it could go. That that's what's so fun about doing in the corner, yeah. Benny Mac. I, I mean, even I learned something, which is saying a lot. It's, uh, I, I learn nothing on a daily basis, so I probably should by now. But you know, <laughs> there you go. Um, before we nah, get quit to the... beating yourself up. <laughs> before we get to, uh, if I do beat, if I if I do beat myself up, then I'll sell it. Um... <laughs> you at least make us believe. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, a couple of mentions uh, just quickly to see what else happened on Raw. Really, um, basically, uh, before we get to our like one of the, I think the match of the night, to be honest, I think both we were in agreement and with it, that. It has to be the match of the night. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Indusheer beat down Cedric Alexander and Sean Benjamin for their scheduled match. So it didn't actually lead to a match. Indusheer have been basically beating, 
they're enhancing it's enhanced talents you know i don't like saying it but it is yeah just jobbers yeah and i, I hate but, to even say it but i mean that's that's yeah, what yeah. it is but obviously cedric, cedric alexander and sean benjamin were not like local competitors they were but the match didn't even take place it was just an absolute beatdown. um Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura it was actually a really good match, but it ended in a no contest after Bronson Reed ran and attacked them both after an altercation backstage. A pretty um, good affair. Bronson Reed, I think we, we we've yet to see the best of this dude. Uh, to be honest, I think again, I may you know, yeah, and that's what's scary. This guy we thought or we think we've seen, uh, excuse me, all of his potential, and he's not even tapped to the full dimension of it. I mean that that is uh, so promising. Uh, when yeah. you're uh, referring to Bronson Reed. Yeah, 100%. Um, and Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Katana Ch- Chance, is it? And Caden Carter, yeah. who have come up from NXT. Um, not as, you know, I am i don't know much about the Chance and Carter, to be fair, because I didn't watch NXT, but I, it wasn't a simple victory, I don't think, for Ronda and Shayna. It was actually a pretty good, it wasn't a long match, but no, it was it a wasn't. pretty good match. They actually got their their stuff in, didn't they? Chance and um, Carter. Oh, they did. I think, and I enjoyed that it was not a squash match. And let's just, and it may be barely a little bit of offense from these, uh, from both Chance and uh, Carter against uh, Rousey and Basler. And I liked how you know the logic of the t- the women's tag team champions when we're talking about Basler and Rousey. I like how they engaged with uh, Chance and Carter because they had to resort to the athletic part of their arsenal. They had to, of course, use the quickness. I mean, it was pretty much the elementary stuff, but it was very good because you got these two submission type MMA, um, you know, that's where they excel at when talking about uh, Rouse and Basler. I don't mean to sound repetitive. It's just the way it goes. But, I mean, these two, yeah, they they let them shine. And, And I think that's important. A lot of times... I mean, squash matches are good because, in other words, it, you're shining up the the person that is beating you up. But in, in this case, you don't want to bring these ladies up from NXT and just automatically make them not feel important. So I, I think you brought up something very vital. Uh, they they had to let these girls show what they could do to the audience on Raw because remember, we don't even get a chance to watch all of NXT or any episodes. So imagine what the audience, the fans in the arena, the people viewing on USA, th- that's why it's so uh, crucial to show what both Carter and uh, Chance can do against, I mean, women the caliber of uh, Baszler and Rousey. No, you've nailed it 100%, yeah. So, again, it's nice for them to – you either expect them to win or they're, they're going to lose – you know, but like again, they they had enough going on in that match, and we saw a little bit of what they can do. So they could be potential. It could be a good run for them, hopefully going forward for uh, you know Carter and Chance. So hopefully, it is again that's my yeah, real first exposure. I like to what them, we so. saw from them. Yeah, um, of course you're not going to beat Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler when they've just become tag team champions. Of course not. Otherwise, you know they they want to bring a bit. Well, according to Ronda and Shayna, they want to bring some prestige to it a little bit because unfortunately the the women's tag team division especially in the last three four months has been very up and down and very all over the place then we had injuries happen with Liv and those consistency's been been a problem yeah and and the bouts have just literally bounced and bounced and bounced from tag team to tag team because maybe they haven't had a chance to I, I think we are starting to see the women's division 
get a little bit more time now. Not it still needs a bit more work though, mate. To be honest, from 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 my point of view. Well, it does for me as well. But a lot of, I heard a lot of people have a negative reaction. I know we spoke about this. Uh, I think last week, maybe a few weeks ago, with uh, with regards to Baszler and Rousey. But to me, they legitimate. You know, they make it legitimate is the word I was looking for there as far as what they can do. Uh, you don't have to like their presentation, but as far as in-ring quality and how they can work with the different styles, and case in point with uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance, I mean, think about the possibilities there. I, I would love to see them hold on to these tag titles for a long time, enough time to where it establishes a an importance back to the uh, the tag titles. Yeah, perfect. Um Probably the match of the night, to be fair. Gunther versus uh, Kevin Owens. I think they did it in such a way that both men looked, even though KO took the, the defeat, I think it was a bloody good match. And basically, Kevin Owens looked just as good in that match as Gunther does now beating Kevin Owens. It's a good win for Gunther, even though he's had a great run with the... It's kind of a championship so far, but beating somebody like a Kevin Owens, I think, is really is a it's a big win for Gunther. But this is where, like I said earlier, wins and losses. It's a big win for Gunther, but Kevin Owens still come out looking like he could, without obviously there was interference and stuff. But Kevin Owens still looks like he could be a potential challenger down the road for Gunther. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it it made perfect sense. I, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I think uh, it was a good way to polish them both up without them, uh, you know, looking like they were positioned in a bad way. Because you have the Intercontinental Champion in Gunther, you've got Kevin Owens, who is also a tag team champion, undisputed by the way, with Sami Zayn. So I liked even if you didn't like the backstage segments as good, what we got in the ring made up for it. Uh, I thought it was good. You got to have some interference. You got Imperial. I liked how Sammy kept his distance, but he got involved when he needed to because he saw who was it? Was it Eichner or uh, Kaiser on the uh, the apron that were Zane that spot? I think Kaiser, but I could, you know. They both okay. got involved ultimately, didn't they? They both got involved. Well, they, they did. Yeah, yeah, I was so. just trying to remember a specific part, and I knew that yeah, was yeah. going to cause me some trouble trying to recall. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but man, to see Gunther do that big drop kick, to see Kevin Owens be able to do the stuff he does with the cannonball, and just the 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 pair of kicks back and forth. Normally, Gunther can dominate his opposition, but Kevin Owens has enough size, and it's believable that it was not the case. That's why it looked so even, and I think that's what made the match stand out. Yeah, it was a really good match, and it, um, again, it wasn't the main event of Raw at all, but it was a good match. I like Kevin Owens' logic of. The unwritten rule, you, you, you're not supposed to appear until somebody mentions your name. That was more like in the ring last week. I, I kind of find it quite funny. I did enjoy last week when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were on commentary. I forgot to mention it last week. Um, I, I thought they did a great job. I, I want to see more of them on commentary, actually. I thought they were brilliant last week on commentary, actually. Yes, it was really, um, it was really good. I mean, like I said, overall, yeah, I'm not going to say if we were going to give it a grade. I wouldn't give it like an A-plus or anything, but I would definitely give it a... A strong B, 
or maybe even a like a C plus. It was a good raw overall, to be fair. Yeah, it was a pretty good raw, and that's been one of the better matches going back to Gunther and Kevin Owens that we've seen in a long time. And granted, Seth and and Damian Priest was awful good too, but yeah, not, not a bad show. Even if uh, Vince was backstage, pretty good well, show. If he was, then yeah, he's done a yeah. good job this week, hasn't he? Um, no, uh, I mean, his... yeah. Let's try to be positive. Yeah, even if he was in control, he, he did a nice job. Yeah. What was uh, I saying? Uh, WWE has struggled with the tag uh, wrestling for years, and women's wrestling is still relatively new for WWE. When, uh, when talking, talking being booked seriously, that the tag division always seems to be like an afterthought. Yeah, and I would say, like you said, Saeed, before the women's it's hard one to came, argue. before the women's one came, that's why. I mean, at one point we had a World Tag Team Championships on Raw. We had WWE Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. Ultimately, they became unified because the tag division was like so thin. They couldn't do a lot with it. But when I started watching it back in 2000, the tag division was hot as hell. It was like, you know, then with Edge, Christian, Matt Hardy, the Hardy, sorry, Dudleys, the, the New Age Outlaws, you know, then then like their Road Dog and x And they had and, a deep roster. Yeah, it was really good. So, um, but yeah, it has struggled. I think that obviously the Usos having those tag bouts for so long and the opponents they had, they have some brilliant matches and have brought, again, I wouldn't say the tag division is necessarily that deep at the moment, again, male and female. Um, but the way they've done it with the bloodline stuff is obviously elevated everybody that was involved with it, to be honest. Uh, sorry in the chat, going through his amazing guy to beat Roman lads thoughts. Oh, okay. I, I could see maybe Gunther getting, you know, it's, once he gets uh, his intercontinental title reign out of his system. Uh, yeah. Something was put forward to me today by a mate, and it was, what if Cody does win the World Heavyweight Championship, has a couple of title defenses, ultimately ends up against Roman again, so we have another unification. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see another unification, to be honest. We've, we get, we've had them... When we, when we had that very first one with the WCW or World title, then the... Um, uh, uh, sorry, the world title, the WWE title, when Jericho became the first undisputed champion. Correct. Amazing moment, amazing moment. If you'd have, you had Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, Rock, and Jericho. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody thought Jericho was winning that tournament. They thought Rock or not, a, not from those names. No, Rock, Austin on an outside shot, Angle, Jericho was a no. When he won it. Boom. Amazing. Then we had the unification match between Cena and Randy Orton, I believe. I forget what year, 2015, something like that. Uh, maybe 2016. I'm not 100% sure. So the title's been unified so many times. So as we've already discussed, Tyler, again, things could change. And I think, you know, we'll have to wait. But it feels... I think going back the... to... Yeah, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say quickly, no, going, I... going back to the uh, Cody story that we've had... His story began before this world title was re-released, essentially. So it would feel somewhat, lack of a better word, as we've already discussed on the show many times, cheap for him to win the world title. So it feels like we need to, we need to have a... I don't know whether he wins it, but he definitely needs to have another shot against um, Roman. Cody does, I believe. Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, I think... I, no, I think he's worthy, going back to what, what you were saying about Cody. Just to uh, piggyback off the comments about the tag team division... I, I do agree. I, that may, That's what I mean. It brings me some comfort knowing that Ronda and Shayna are the women's tag team champions because it's at least a new tag team and it, 
it's a it's a good way to make it seem uh, vital again. So that that's all I was going to say. And the Usos did elevate it, especially with the bloodline just concurring yeah. there. Uh, but it, it's so tough because maybe with Pretty Deadly, some of the NXT teams and the the call ups also from NXT on the women's side, hopefully maybe interjecting some new blood into the uh, some of the the veteran uh, order of talent uh, will will really be an assist. That, that's what I'm I'm hoping. So th- yeah. that's all I wanted to add just briefly. Do you, do they split the tag titles eventually if they've got a deeper roster and got more people coming up and have a good tag division on Raw and SmackDown? Do they do Kevin Owens and Sammy drop one set of the belts or do we have a new set of tag teams? I read a rumor apparently more titles are coming allegedly again that's on the webosphere whether it's true is a different thing. But what happens with the tag uh, division, you know? Any thoughts on that one? No, well, there is some thoughts. Uh, it, it's definitely interesting. Uh, if they bring more titles, to me, I, you know, if you're going to have Roman on one show and Seth, then it's not illogical to have maybe a SmackDown tag team champions or or a Raw side. But but then you're you're going to confuse more people, at least certain sections or fragments of the audience. So yeah, it, it's it's really it's a it's a tough question. It's not easy to answer. And it, I, I like the ones that make you think they challenge your thinking. Uh, but whether it's logical or not, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe to WWE and the, that universe, not just the fans, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of rewriting things. And maybe that's the way we have to look at it. You know, because hey, yeah. I like traditional rules. I, I like some old school terminology, but let's face it, we're in a new era, and a lot of people are not wanting to adjust with the times. But hey, I, I could see it going both ways, actually. Yeah, it means well. Again, I think you're right there. I think you touched on something really clever there. That of the they're rebuilding, they're re sort of they're rejigging things, uh, but it's taking time to do it properly or try to do it properly as you can. Uh, just going back quickly to what we talked yeah. about vengeance back in 2001 when it came to the uh the first undisputed championship uh Sai saying at the time it felt like austin rock was going to be the final and that made sense I, I don't disagree with that at all even i thought that like i said rock or austin were going to win it or an outside shot angle jericho was not even in my in my once once jericho won the world title from the rock i honestly thought austin was going to be the winner of that i 100 so um but yeah, well, and know, see the beauty of no, the beauty of the story going back to Jericho, because you had so many of these guys that were the WWF guys or WWE now that Jericho was this guy coming in from the outside. They accepted him, but you didn't really know if they were going to push him or have him become the world champion. And I think that's the beauty of the the storytelling that's that wrestling uh, goes hand in hand with. So I, I th- think it's a tremendous recollection to go back and use that illustration of Jericho yeah. winning the, the big gold belt and, and, and getting to defeat those names. Cause boy, did his stock and equity ever go up after that happened? Yeah. I think they got a bit of a raw deal. No pun intended there when, because obviously they had to follow Hogan and rock at WrestleMania 18, which we spoke about. Oh, uh, yeah, which which would be tough to yeah, their defense. Yeah. That was such a moment because Rock was originally the babyface, but he had to end up being more of the heel because the crowd was dictating it. And they were, even though Hogan started out, he'll be in the Hollywood Hulk Hogan character from WCW that came into WWE. They, they made him more of the hero again because there was still yeah. that nostalgia. They were in Toronto. It goes back to probably him and Warrior back in the Sky Dome. Even though as over as Rock was, you know they they were both yeah, so popular. Yeah, yeah. 
it was weird to see Rock being booed, to be honest, for me at the time. Um, it, but no, you know. it was because it wasn't like he was uh, even trying to be the heel that time. But no, that's how quick. Even, I mean, that's what's astonishing. You're so correct. Yeah. But yeah, um, but there we go. I mean, SmackDown, as we've already mentioned. But the main story we want from SmackDown this this Friday coming will be where does Jey Uso slot in now? Is he going to stay with Roman and Solo, or is he going to? What's going to happen now? It's going to be interesting TV again. And I think the the numbers were really good last week for SmackDown. And so I don't know the, the exact number, but I remember reading. I can't remember what it was. I, I read it. But apparently the numbers were Does really good. Does it surprise good. me with, with all of what you're laying out and what we're witnessing with the bloodline, uh, so to speak? And, yeah, I, I don't really know where he's going to go. Remember, you know, Heyman, too, also on Raw. I, I don't know if that was a pre-taped segment. It, it, it could have been where he was saying to get you to watch SmackDown from the audience on Raw to get them to flip and go over to on Fox on Friday night to see, hey, what Jey Uso's ultimatum, what is his decision going to be? Is he going to join his brother Jimmy or fall in line and acknowledge the tribal chief? Uh, man, it, it, it's very intriguing. I mean, I, I'm with you yeah. to see where this is going to go. I'm going to call it now and say, let's look at it from a business standpoint very quickly when you want to sell tickets. Okay. You don't you don't have Jay turn on Roman on SmackDown. No offense to SmackDown on Raw. When it happens, it will be on a PLE or a pay-per-view as we used to call them. It will be on a uh, it'll be a SummerSlam or it'll be a Survivor Series, whatever it will be, it will be on a big paper. It won't be on a SmackDown. Not to say big moments don't happen on these shows, but they do. But with this and the amount of effort that's gone into this storyline, it's uh it's going to happen on a PLE, is what I'm getting at. I mean, so that makes uh, it. It, it feels no, it feels so special that you yeah. you want to save it. You yeah. don't want to waste to save it. No, I I respect uh, that point of view for sure. Uh, it's hard to 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 argue it or that uh, part of me. I was just going to say, for size sake, for money in the bank, let's see Brett and Sean maybe number ten. <laughs> I, I was just wanting to tease him real before we you know, exit the show. I mean, I, I have to, now that this is becoming a thing, I, I can, this is giving me more steam. Let's <laughs> Barry Wendell, I would love. <laughs> hey, hey, Br if Bray Wyatt comes back and Uncle Howdy, hey, Barry's a kin. Let's, uh, Roman versus Barry. Hey, Barry versus Roman, Barry in his prime with respect to Wendell would be great. I mean, that would be a ma great match. But, you know, it'd be, it would be uh, remarkable to see Wyndham and Roman. Yeah. Well, wait a minute, WrestleMania. Now, li listen what I've done to Cy. Now we're getting off on different topics. But it's <laughs> fine. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the J thing doesn't happen on SmackDown, does it? Let's face it. It's going to happen. I think he'll fall in line. It's going to happen. You want that to happen at a pay-per-view, don't you? You don't want to. Yeah, it just, it makes it feel big, and maybe, uh, yeah, you want to see it on. Don't, I mean, we it's not showing it here. It's not been announced. As I said about the Money in the Bank on the men's side of things, does Jimmy enter Money in the Bank? Does Jay enter Money in the Bank? One of the Usos with that with that Money in the Bank briefcases. Does Solo enter it? And so I'm not I don't know whether they need that necessarily, but imagine Jimmy winning the Money in the Bank. I don't think he'll if he did. I don't think it'd be successful. But what a thing to be for Jimmy to cash in on Roman, on his former, you know. Uh, that would be fantastic. It would be a, it'd be a hey, good way. And that would be a one way to get revenge. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, like I said, 
Jay's loyalty. Either either we have a week where it's uh, stored and we don't have Jay there, and Roman gives him like one last chance to do it the next week. But the way it's advertised, and, and they've done they've done that before, of course, yeah. So, but yeah, like I said, in terms of Jay turning on Roman, business sense says to me you do not do it on a SmackDown or a Raw. Um, you do it on a pay per view event, is what I'm getting at. Vinny Max Business Sense Podcast. There you go. Well, I, I put it on a shirt. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so, well, I, I've never had sense. So. Well, uh, I wonder what you're going to say then. Uh, <laughs> never had sense. I like it. Uh, Mankind yeah. t- Tyler T-shirt coming up. I've never had sense with a. Oh, I would. I, I would love it. The, the mask, yeah, or the <laughs> yeah. mask. I wish I could do a mankind impersonation. Now I could do is manager Paul Bear, but unfortunately I can't do the mankind. Sorry, uh, I know you're in the chat, mate. The t-shirt idea right there, Tyler, with the with the the mankind mask on on a t-shirt would be hilarious. Right, right. Could you imagine Paul Bear going, "Oh, mankind, please get the Undertaker, oh the mouse, yes, oh yes." <laughs> That's a brilliant you're, impression. You're not my son. You're. You're Kane's my son, but you could also be a stepson. Get the DNA test, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just teasing. And That's I brilliant. haven't really That's done brilliant. the bear because I, I didn't want to overdo it. But uh, I love Bill Moody, uh, Percy Pringle, Paul Bear. He was great. I mean, so all those a... creepy characters. Yeah. 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 So, sorry. Cy so, so on the chat says he's on the T-shirt idea. So I mean, maybe we might see a Mankind well, Tyler T-shirt. No surprise. Forward. Yeah. Size, so, so you know, he, he's the creative uh like you, he's very creative. I I nice, lack creativity uh, because to go fickle yourself. Here's a, a sidebar. That was Benny's idea. I may have said it, but then that's when you had the brilliant uh, idea. Hey, we we got to put it on a t-shirt, and and that's why I have one. I, and I'll it, be wearing it on more episodes. It, just so I have to wash it, and it's like the Bret Hart shirt. It, we we could really make that a storyline. What what happened to the t-shirts? What what's going on? Yeah, it, again, it was that was that was all over the Austin Theory stuff, if I remember rightly, as well. With people, it was about, that that was yeah, Austin yeah, Theory so, brought yeah. that. That's what we were talking about. How people were buried, mm-hmm. and because I'm guilty of it too, I'd have to tell myself this because I've done it too as a wrestling fan. <laughs> but, Nicely, whether nicely or aggravatedly, I would say go fickle yourself. And then you have a nice day. Speaking of Mick Foley, there you go. There you go. Well, episode 56 of In the Corner, the second live show uh, here on SJP World Media. Uh, thanks to everybody that jumped in and jumped in on the chat and everything. Tyler, again, always a pleasure to chat to you, my friend. Um, where can we Man, see it, you? It's always fun. I appreciate it. Uh, you've got a new show, I believe, as well. You're doing something new over there. Is it Wrestle Buddy? I believe you're doing your new round. Yeah, Wrestle Buddy. Uh, yeah, Round the Table Wrestling Scoops. Uh, we're actually <clears> going to be recording episode seven tomorrow. So, and I think they are normally released on the mo- following Monday. So look for that. Uh, also doing a. Oh, thank you, son. But also doing a uh, the weekly report over at Wrestle Buddy, and not to mention I'm I'm doing this great show within the corner <sighs> with Benny Mac on SJP World Media. Speaking of Cy, I got to give him a shout out. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. don't don't tell him this, but he's he's our Paul Heyman, and boy, he's going <laughs> to cuss me out later. But I, that's what makes it good. Uh, but, but you know, thank you to Cy. Back when we are going to get it figured out, I've been in talks with the great Scottish Danny. We are going to try to get that recorded, not this week, but the next week. There's been negotiations to make it seem even more important, but we are going to try to do that back when. And don't forget about our 
SH with Josh DeBoard, Yvonne DeBoard, and uh, I think his name's Ben Axe or Chuck. I, I've said his name so many times, but great show. I think they're recording later on SJP World Media. They're also part. And I'm at Dustin Tyler 86. There's the rundown. Benny, I'm going to throw it back to you. But thank you so much for allowing me to promote and, and you know share a little bit of what Always I'm doing. Me. But, hey, in the corner, this has been fun doing it live. I Normally we do it just audio, but doing the video version has been a, has been an experience, but it's been good. Well, I hope people have enjoyed it. We, uh, you know, we had a good, uh, we had a good turnout tonight. To be fair, for our second live show, yeah, it's been a, you know, a yeah, we did. It's been good. Yeah, it's been really good. So, yeah, this is episode, uh, as I said, fifty-six, second live show of in the corner. Um, very much uh, appreciate everybody stopping by and uh, and chatting and stuff. Uh, thank you very much. So, uh, cheers, Dan, very much as well. We'll see you next week as well. Um, yeah, appreciate also. Dan. Also, on SGP Warming, I've got to quickly say this. You can follow myself, obviously, at Benny Mac. It's over here somewhere. There it is, right there. At Benny Mac, B-E-N-N-Y-M-A-C-K. I've got to remember, Tyler, we are video, but we've got to make sure that the audio listeners, we've still got to spell it. <laughs> we've still got to say what it is. Because if I say it's over there, that's not very helpful, is it, I suppose? Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an adjustment, and I don't often, it don't click. But I'm, I'm yeah, glad same. you you had uh, reminded me. Yeah, uh, you can follow the network obviously at SJP World Media. You can follow this show at In the Corner WWE. This, uh, you know, we do gameplay junkies every two weeks in terms of audio form. But this uh, Sunday, we are going to be live on SJP World Media about 5 45 p.m. UK time. Uh, we are going to be basically just me and Jack are going to be hanging out. We're going to be watching the Microsoft um, events. There's also the uh, the Starfield stuff coming out as well. Just watching their conferences and their, their, um, it's like the, it's like a, the expo, basically, of all these games and stuff coming out. We're going to be watching it uh, live on the stream here on SGP Women. Come and join in with us, chat to us. I love this technology because we can watch it together and we don't have to try and sync it up. It's just there on the screen. Uh, but yeah, Gameplay Junkies, follow that show at Gameplay Junkies. Um, the Waiting Room is uh, on Season 3 now. Uh, at uh, uh, waiting room pod underscore, I think it is on Twitter. I got so many, man. But basically, follow all the stuff on uh, SJP World Media. Basically, yeah, follow all on at SJP World Media. You can find everything that you you wanted to. Tyler, see you again next Wednesday, my friend. Yeah, and I love y'all, but go fickle yourself and get the t-shirt and get the other t-shirts in the corner on a row. Oh, yeah, you yeah, see, the t-shirts, whatever. the merch, the merch. On yeah, the, uh, yeah, don't, yeah, don't forget to support the, the other shirts, too. I don't want it to seem like I'm a glory hog or glory hound, <laughs> however you say it. So what am I, a farm animal now? That's scary. But, yeah, so many shows, and, uh, yeah, I love doing In the Corner, Benny. You are the man, and uh, I am saluting you like L.A. Knight says, yeah, I'm all for it. You're over <laughs> we're over. I'm a, we, we're over, and the show's over. I'll see you next week. Yeah, we are. Yeah, see you next week, buddy. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>